0: You're listening to the sermon cast of First Presbyterian Church Spartanburg. To watch the full video of this worship service and to learn more about the ministries of our church, visit us online at fpcspartanburg.org. We hope you enjoy the message. This Lent, we've been walking uh, through a sermon series looking at the question and the why the cross matters. And today we come to our final uh, text and our final week of looking at this with the final words of cross of Jesus from the cross and the word for us to think about is triumph. Here now this reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 19, verse 30. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Friends, this too is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you please join me in prayer? Gracious God, we come to you this morning, our whole broken and imperfect selves. Allow your spirit to rest in this place that our hearts and our ears and our minds may be open to receive your word, to see this life and this world through the lens of your eyes that we might come to better know the love and peace of Christ. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts here in this place be pleasing to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. A couple Sundays ago with the youth... I decided that uh, seeing as it's spring break and we're not meeting on this Sunday, that I would talk about Holy Week and we kind of do a breakdown lesson of what is Holy Week, what are the different points in it. And it's easy, they quickly pointed to, well, we have Palm Sunday and we have Easter. And then we kind of, I've said, okay, that's good. Now let's talk about the middle. What happens in between? Someone say, good Friday. I said, okay, so we're working backwards. Yeah. Friday. What about Thursday? Maundy Thursday. Yeah. And then one of them said, what about the other days? I said, I don't really know, to be honest with you. And they said, well, Monday is the national championship of the men's NCAA tournament, yeah? And the Masters is that weekend as well, yeah? So we added it all to the timeline. So today it does mark Palm Sunday, but it also marks the end of this year's NCAA women's tournament, where Iowa will play LSU. Sorry to all the Gamecock fans. And tomorrow it marks the end of the men's NCAA tournament as San Diego State will play, who won last night, UConn. And if you've been following these two tournaments at all, you know that this year in particular has truly lived up to the hype of March Madness. It's been crazy. Because part of the madness of basketball in March, the NCAA tournament and the conference tournaments, I think part of this madness is that it feels like anything can happen. Anything can happen. A 16 seed, a team that no one knows about. Everybody has to go and Google who is it and where are they from. That team can beat a number one seed. Anything can happen. A team with no hope in one moment can witness a miracle heave at the buzzer that leaves just the entire arena with jaws dropped as the camera pans around To tears, to smiles, to the whole world of emotions. Because truly, March Madness and the NCAA tournament, it's just a roller coaster of emotions. I think that's why people love it. Anything can happen. It's a place where triumphant victory reigns on the court, and heartbreak, it lingers nearby. If you watched the game last night between the Florida Atlantic Owls and San Diego State, then you got a perfect lesson, a perfect lesson in the tension and the pendulum swing of the NCAA tournament. Florida Atlantic, I'm going to give you a little lesson if you didn't watch it. So Florida Atlantic, who led by 14 during the second half, they really controlled most of the game. They felt that victorious triumph closing in. And sitting on my couch, I could feel the tension of the arena through that TV. And my friend who was at the game sending pictures, I could feel it as San Diego State fought back. They made it a one-point game late. March Madness was sinking in. Back and forth it went. As each time San Diego State seemed to be on the cusp of gaining the lead, FAU would respond. San Diego State started to feel like the momentum might be slipping away from them. And then suddenly there's only 15 seconds left in this game and FAU has the ball and they drive and they go for a layup and it's blocked and it's all happening so quickly. San Diego State grabs the rebound. They run down the court. They don't use their timeout. The seconds tick away. And as time expired, San Diego State's guard, he pulls up into a mid-range jump shot. He releases it. And as the red lights that signify the end of the game wrap the backboard, the ball swishes through the net. And pandemonium, it ensues as the Aztec team jumps up from the bench and they run on the floor and shocked at this outcome as the coach is just standing there smiling with his fists in the air and other players of the winning team are standing there with their jaw dropped. Everybody has no idea what has just happened. And Florida Atlantic has felt the victory slip through their fingertips and they stood there stunned. Fans weeping in the arena, both of happiness and sadness. The Cinderella run of Florida Atlantic to this Final Four in Houston stopped in its tracks. It was truly a roller coaster of emotions for 40 minutes. And things changed faster than you could imagine. In the blink of an eye, in mere seconds, Florida Atlantic went from tasting triumphant victory to heartbreak. And there on that floor stood this tension of the tournament, the madness of March, triumph and heartbreak. Joy and sadness, victory and loss. As we've mentioned today, today we are reminded of the way in which things can change so very quickly. On one hand, we did as we just all paraded around and we shout Hosanna, Hosanna, and we celebrate Palm Sunday We stand as the crowds did, shouting that Jesus, save us. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We wave our palms cut from nearby trees and we lay our cloaks on the ground for Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. We offer Jesus a royal welcome, but this royalty, this king, doesn't come in bearing armor and sword, nor in return from victorious battle, nor on a chariot fit for a king. No, Jesus comes in riding a donkey, which stick around because there's one outside you should go see. Jesus rides in in triumph on the back of this animal that represents humility, Labor and hard work. And even here, there's tension in the air. Because while the crowds that follow him and run ahead of him, as we did, as they, as they shout Hosanna, the crowds awaiting him in the city fearfully say, what is this? And they look upon the crowds with skepticism. Who is this? What's going on? Today we are reminded of triumph, Palm Sunday, but we're also reminded of heartbreak because how unnerving is it that in almost a blink of an eye, the whole story changes. In a few short days, the crowd which sang Hosanna will soon be shouting, crucify, crucify him from save us. To kill him. Oh, how we wish that this story of Easter changed and stopped today. How we wish that it could end on a triumphant note of glory and celebration of palms and cloaks. But if that was the case, if the story ended with Palm Sunday, (laughs) the work of Christ. In this world, it wouldn't reach its completion. If we end with Palm Sunday, then we never get to this short verse from John in the last words of the dying Christ on the cross. It is finished. It is completed. This isn't just a tension between events of Palm Sunday and Good Friday. What we're walking into ourselves is a, it's holy week, But it's also a week of holy tension. A week where triumph reigns and heartbreak lingers nearby. Walking into this week shouting Hosanna, we feel torn. As if watching those moments of a thrilling game in the final four. Shock and elation, tears of joy and tears of sadness. We see a chance to move forward, to move onward to the next thing. And we also feel a reality sinking in that it's all over. But friends, the good news is that the triumphant arrival of Jesus into Jerusalem isn't the end of the story. The good news is that the final words of Christ on the cross, it is finished. It isn't the end of the story. The good news is that the resurrection on Easter morning, that isn't the end of the story. The story of God's transformative love in the world, changing the hearts of all people, calling us to salvation in Christ, crucified and resurrected. You see that story, it marches forward. It moves onward. And we are called into it. This is the week of holy tension. We are called into a place where we bring all our confusion amid the heartbreak and amid the triumph and we're called to come and sit together to reflect, to be community, to hold each other. We're called to look deeply at ourselves and acknowledge that presence of triumph in our lives and that presence of heartbreak. Because the completion of of Christ's work on the cross, it is finished. That work, even though it is finished, it's the beginning of our work as the church. Jesus' announcing of his work being done is the beginning of our work as the church. To faithfully live as witnesses to this holy tension and to testify to the coming resurrection on Easter morning, but to also testify to the resurrection of our past and our present and our future, that resurrection which is ongoing, the salvific work of Christ which keeps going, the Holy Spirit which is dynamically moving among us here and now. We cannot do this alone. That's why we're all here gathered today. I think each one of us recognizes that we cannot do this alone. We need each other. We need each other to lean on in both the triumphs and the heartbreak, in our times of joy and our times of sadness, in victory and in loss. We need each other to hold during the times that we shout Hosanna, and we need each other to hold in the times when we find ourselves yelling crucify. Because it is only in community we will find the bravery and understanding to bring our whole selves, to humble ourselves, broken as we are, and to hand it all over to God. Commending our lives to the Creator, to the one who loves us and loved us so much that He sent His only Son on our behalf, that He sent His Son to die at our hand. Hand it over. As I think about this bravery that we're called into in in this week of holy tension, of our seeking for understanding, of our sometimes just needing to find a way to move forward into it. I was brought to this poem by Mary Oliver, which I want to end on. Many of you might know Mary Oliver, a wonderful poet, one of my favorite. She has this poem that's titled The Poet Thinks About the Donkey. On the outskirts of Jerusalem, the donkey waited. Not especially brave or filled with understanding, but he stood and waited. How horses turned out into the meadow, leap with delight. How doves released from their cages, clatter away, splashed with sunlight. But the donkey, tied to a tree as usual, waited. Then he let himself be led away. Then he let the stranger mount. Never had he seen such crowds. And I wonder if he had all imagined what was to happen. And still, he was what he had always been, small, dark, obedient. I hope finally he felt brave. I hope finally he loved the man who rode so lightly upon him as he lifted one dusty hoof and stepped as he had to forward. Friends, let us pray. Good and gracious God, this morning we shout Hosanna. We shout out to you, save us, from ourselves and we look to you as our king and yet we know that in just a few short days everything will change and we hear the shouts of crucifixion and we see the way that Jesus is led to the cross but God help us to lean on you to lean on one another as we sit in that tension seeking to understand ourselves and amid our misunderstanding and our lack of ability to know, help us to at least know that truth that you love us so much that you gave us Christ to show us a new way forward, to show us a new life, one which you call us to live together, one which we must keep walking into, that we might know salvation, we might know your grace and mercy, and that passing to one another, we might know that peace which surpasses all understanding. We pray this all in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.